Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast. I am your host, Edgar DeJesus, and yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Today, we continue our conversation on the three core segments of your business, and today, we're talking about taking your customer service from good to great. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk, and we ain't talking about netting and jetting and splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, Blu-ray XL, Aquastar Pool Products, Natural Chemistry, Raypack, and Heritage Pool Supply. We want to thank them for their continued support. So good morning, John. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm a little beat up. I'm a little beat up. Yeah. A little tired. I think my agent. You had a crazy night last night. Yeah, last night. This whole week. Late. It was a late day. It was a late day. We got home about 7.30. I decided that we needed to do, not that we needed to do, but we had to do because it was on the books. We had to do a tile blast and a acid wash at like four o'clock at night. So we finished around seven-ish. But only reason why it was later in the day is simply we had like a once in a lifetime like wind event. What's windy where we're at and windy season usually kicks up in March, came a little early this year. Seems like everything's off, but we had hundred mile an hour winds for I think it was Tuesday night. And it usually gets windy like 30, 40 miles an hour, and then we'll get gusts up to like 60, 70. But when you start getting to like hurricane level winds, all hell breaks loose. And there was not one pool that was okay that made it, right? I sent you a picture of my best pool, and I've had pools that we haven't dropped a vac in in like five years because we're cleaners in our pools, right? I have some cherry pools on my route, and that is my goal, right, to create these types of accounts. And one, I'm telling you, this pool usually doesn't even matter. And it's tucked up like in a mountain cove where I think it, the wind really doesn't get it. The backyard's kind of perfect. Everything's great. And it, you're hard pressed to nip, to dip a net in it, right? It's just really brushing and, and chem checking and dosing. But man, it was wrecked. And as soon as I walked into that one, I knew that we we're in for a long week. And bless Fabian, right? Our employee, bless his heart, man. He has had baptism by fire in the pool industry right now because he had some cush for the first six months it's been kind of cush right <laughs> because he's like i could do this all day for sure and i told him i go look <laughs> remember this and i tell this to everybody and this is my mantra that i tell myself every time i go through this and i preach it to mama and everybody that i talk to it's like you take the good with the bad right and as long as the good outweighs the bad you're in a pretty good position and that's the way to look at it because if a pool's taking you an hour and a half two hours to clean up don't forget the time when you're only there for 15 20 minutes for 90 percent of the year he's grown a lot 
as a pool technician in the last week. And we're only a few days into it. So we're up to Friday now, but we still have a couple more days and a big chunk of pools that we're going to have to clean up. But it's just been pandemonium. And I have not fished out as many lawn chairs, furniture, roof vents, roof tiles, shingles. You know those attic things that are on top of the... I yeah, I saw picture, that in right? the picture. You know those big old <laughs> aluminum domes that spin around. I've had that crap inside pools that I've had to pull out. It's pretty gnarly. And you know what's funny, and we were just talking about it last night too, is just we pretty much got through all our filter cleans last month. So... Oh, wow. Time to clean them again. Yeah. It is what it is. So we're backed up. And today we got another busy day. And in between that, we're getting to the pools that we need to get to to get them. It's crazy. I haven't seen so many trees falling. Big established trees just on the road. We have a date festival out here in Coachella. It's called the Coachella Valley Date Festival. And there were people getting hurt because signs were getting ripped off and hitting people in the head. We have stop signs that are like bent over and like completely bent over, like the Hulk went there and smashed it. So it's pretty fun. So before I jump in, and so you have had a couple crazy days and so have I, John, but I think the last three days I've been going from early morning to late night. Last night, it was 11 o'clock at night and I was still trying to get everything going. It's been a little bit crazy. A lot of long days. I woke up this morning and I was just, I was tired, man. I was cranky. You just put it all together. We're trying to work on this project to get this thing going. So we've been putting in some long hours and then John, you're not going to be happy with me. You're not going to want to hang out with me. I think probably for the next 40 days, because I started Lent like I did last year and we were trying to find stuff for dinner at the Western and you were all cranky like, what the, what the hell is Edgar doing? So anyways, I can't have sweets. I was completely cranky until we jumped on the podcast. John, I did want to talk really quick because I did get a message from Corey this week and this is one of the things, and I know this is not about you, Corey, but this is one of the things that I love about you, Corey, is that to you, it doesn't matter if it's a rep for a different company or whoever it is, we're just this big, huge family and we don't see that from everybody, right? So that's big, huge to us. But John, Corey sent me a message this week and it was like, hey, Edgar, I just wanted to let you know that we lost a Jandy rep this weekend, Jade Nickel. He flew the Jandy flag and before that, he was a Hayward flag. Jade will be remembered as a positive inspiration to all of us in the field. Didn't matter who you work for, Jade was the first one to smile, throw his hand out and introduce himself to you. He didn't want to sell, he wanted to help. So I just wanted to throw a big, huge shout out out there to Corey for sending that message and our condolences to his family. Obviously, he was very young. I think he was only 52, 53, but definitely an inspiration. And with what we want to do and helping everybody, he just fits right into the Pool Nation family. So big, huge condolences to his family, condolences to his friends, his colleagues, everybody out there. Jade, you will definitely be missed. And Corey, big, huge thanks for sending us that message. And that's what it's all about, John. It's all about, it's a brotherhood, it's a sisterhood, right? And it doesn't matter if you're a competitor or not. We're all in this together at the end of the day. And not only that, I mean, it's a somber reminder of how precious life is, right? And things we take for granted. As you get older, you start to appreciate these things more and more. I just had a conversation with Mama about this, I think it was two days ago, and I think getting old 
finally hit her and she was having some thoughts and just different things and it was tripping her out. And this is a little inside story on our life. And I'm not taking away from what we're talking about here, but hopefully it serves as a maybe a wake up call to some people out there that think that they're invincible and that time is infinite when it's finite and it, how important it is to cherish the things that you do have and the people that are around you that are a positive influence. It makes me sad. And it's almost, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a father, maybe because I'm getting older, but these are the types of things that 10 years ago, 20 years ago, didn't even cross my mind. You thought, well, whatever, I'm living forever. I can't wait to get older. Or now it's like time is slow down. Everything I want like slow motion, especially with my kids. And and I don't want to get emotional here, but I was driving to an account yesterday that we're going to be doing an equipment pad. We're going to be spending all day there today. And I was just there getting final a parts list, taking some pictures, figuring things out that I needed to bring. And as we're driving by, I saw this family outside and this little girl, and she was playing with a ball or something with her grandma or something like that. And I looked at it and I go, wow. And, I, and all I can think about was my daughter who's now 19 going on 20 and her that age and like a huge wave of sadness came over me because what I'd give to go back to that time to just be able to spend a little bit more time with her when she was that younger, when she was that young. And that is never, I'm never going to get that back again. And it made me and sad. And it was weird. And I'm like, dude, what is going on with me right now? So life is precious. And I'm so sorry for everybody who knew him. And just please, please give your loved ones a hug. Tell them how much you love them and how much you appreciate them and live every day with them like it's the last day you're going to see them because you never know. Absolutely. And it's funny that you say that, John, because Brianna just came to visit me recently. And one of the things that I've always done with Brianna is we always used to do 7-Eleven runs when she was little at like 11 o'clock at night. She'd be like, Dad, let's go to 7-Eleven. And I'm like, let's do it. And my wife would be like, oh, my God, what the hell are you guys doing? And I'm like, yeah, we hit off. So she came to visit and she was staying at the house. And I think it was like 10 o'clock at night. She goes, Dad, can we go to the grocery store? And I go, sure, what do you want? She goes, I don't know. I have a sweet tooth. Let's go. So we went. And while we're walking down the aisle, in the opposite direction. So Brianna's walking with her black leggings and she's got her Uggs boots because it was cold and she has a sweater and I'm pushing a cart. And in the opposite direction, there's a little girl that's maybe four, five years old. She's walking in our direction with black leggings and the Ugg boots. And as I'm walking through, I stop the dad and I go, let me tell you something. Enjoy that phase a lot because one day you're looking in that direction and the next time it's going to look like that. And he turned around and he saw Brianna, right? And she's all grown. I go, they grow up so fast that a lot of times you sit there and go, man, I should have spent more time. I go, so enjoy that because it goes really, really fast. Anyways, big, huge condolences out there to the family and, and to everybody that knew him. John, we are working on an education program. Did you know about that? No, tell me about it. You didn't know about that? Should I tell you a little bit about that? Yeah. How was that segue into an infomercial? Right. <laughs> Mr. Matt Man, big huge shout out to you out there, brother. We are working on an education program that we're going to be presenting at the Western Pool and Spa Show. And we're working on a little project that we're going to be releasing here soon. And we're doing it together hand in hand with the Western Pool and Spa Show. 
there's going to be some details that are coming out. Also, next Friday on the Pool Nation podcast, we're going to be talking to Heritage Pool Supply. And just to let everybody know, they're going to be dropping some big stuff, John. They're going to announce what it is that they're going to drop next Friday on the podcast. And John's flying back out to Texas. So pay attention, everybody. Everybody that's listening to this podcast, you're going to want to probably listen live to the next podcast next Friday because they're going to drop some stuff that is going to be geared towards the pool pros. It's huge. It's huge. It's a game changer. And the thing that I love, John, is that they're coming on the podcast to talk about it. And it's been very hard for me not to say anything, John. Oh, for sure, man. I'm, look, this is very exciting. It's hard to really talk about it without spilling the tea. <laughs> without talking about so, it. <laughs> I don't want to sound, but this is going to be a game changer. This is what we try to talk about, and this is what we think the industry needs. We need people that are innovative, that are trailblazers, that are willing to push the envelope, that are game changers, and not the usual complacency or jaded, I don't need to change because if it's not broke, don't fix it type mentality that we unfortunately have been caught in the web of for God knows how long, where this is something that needs to happen, right? And I think it's going to light a fire up some asses, and hopefully so. And it's going to say, hey, look, Heritage is going to come out screaming from the rooftops. We're here to we're here to play. We're here to change the game. The way that the game is played is going to be changed. And we're not sliding into this trying to like quietly find our place in the pool industry. No, we are taking our flag. We are climbing that mountain and we are proudly putting it right on top of that mountain. And we're going, hey, look, bring it. What do you got? We're here to play. So I'm excited and I think it's going to be great for the industry, period. I know it is going to change the dynamics. I know. Yes, I know. Yep. Of distribution and where people choose to do their shopping. It's going to change because people want to work with people that you take care of, people that take care of you. And I'll just leave it at that. And I think Heritage is, they're just a group of badass people. We've had nothing but great experiences with them and their agenda and their goals, I believe, are in line with, yeah, with us. And we're talking about the people with the boots on the ground, the ones that are out there making it happen every day, the unsung heroes that we like to talk about it when we say, hey, look, us tub scrubbers, us people out there that are grinding and breaking our backs every single day. Not saying that other people in the industry aren't doing that. We but all we, have our- in the dark. Oh, no, yeah. But it's always like the pool service professional or the technician or the pool boy or pool girl or however you want to call it. They're the ones on the bottom of the totem pole or looked upon that way. When in reality, I think it's opposite to that. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. And I can't really talk anymore about it, but <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Everybody listening, listen live to the podcast because let me tell you, when they drop it live, so we do our podcast live on Fridays and then it gets edited over the weekend. We put it out on Mondays. Big shout out to Mr. Brian Curson listening while driving from Houston. What's up, Pool Nation peeps? Big, huge shout out out there, Brian. Brian, you need to call me. I'll call you a little bit later today, Brian. There's some things I want to talk to you about. What's up, Brian? But You guys are going to want to listen live on that Friday because you can take action that same day. So anyways, I'm super excited about it. And so we are working at the Western. We're dealing with some trainings that we're going to do out there. We're going to be doing 10 classes. And John, let's go through them really quick. So the first class that we are going to do is a basic water chemistry class with Alicia Stevens from BioGuard. Super excited to have her come out and teach that class. Next, we're going to have the importance of filtration and how it affects your bottom line with Mr. Todd Pieri from Aquastar. 
Chuck Reddick out here. Tell Brian hello from Chuck in Temecula. So that was uh, Brian's old stomping ground. So Brian, big shout out to you out there from Chuck. The next class is going to be gas-fired heaters, everything you need to know with Brad Duncan. And they're going to be out here the week after, John. They're going to be out here shooting their videos and their content with us. So super excited about that. The next one, I don't know why this one's on here, but branding with these three knuckleheads named Edgar, Zach, and John. Mr. Chuck here, Brian says, Big Chuck, what's up, buddy? Huge shout out to you from there as well. So the next class that we're going to be doing is level up your service with enzymes and water clarifiers, and that's going to be Miss Jamie Novak. Next one is going to be understanding business metrics, financials, and your cost of service with Edgar, Zach, and myself. The next class is going to be introduction to hydraulics with nothing better then our boy, Steve Barnes, and I'm super excited to get into some of this hydraulics classes. It's an introduction. It's a 101 class that we're going to be doing, and he's going to be doing two of those. We'll talk about that in a second. The next class that we're going to be doing is we are going to be doing an intermediate water chemistry, and that is going to be Terry Arco. So we're going to have Terry Arco teaching an intermediate water chemistry class, he came out here. We uh, shot the content for the class. It's an amazing class. You're going to want to take part in that class. The next class is going to be protecting you, your family, and your business. And that's going to be Danielle from the SPPA. And a lot of that is really going to be a breakdown into business insurance. And what are the things that you should be looking in business insurance when you're out shopping and looking for your business? And then they're also going to be talking about life and they're going to be talking about disability and all the things that you need to look at. Next class is, or the last class, is Intermediate Hydraulics 201, and that's going to be as well with uh, Mr. Steve Barnes. Super excited about that. All right. For those that have been following the podcast, we've been doing a couple series of podcasts, and we talked about three core segments of your business. We've done a deep dive into each one of them. Last week, we talked about customer service. So the week before, we talked about customer relations, customer service, the difference between those two. And then last week, we talked a little bit about the four main categories to take your customer service from good to great. So we generalized those four categories. And what we want to do today is we want to do a little bit more of a deep dive because they were wide sections, segments. But within each one of those segments, there's a lot of details that go in. So we want to talk about those. So I'm just going to do just a really quick recap just so that if you're listening to the podcast for the first time, you can know where we're coming from, makes sense what it is that we're talking about. So last week, we talked about the four core items. And those four core items... <laughs> were number one, personalized, right? So when you're talking about customer service, are you making that personalized? Great customer service has that one big element and it's the human part of it. So your interactions have to be personal. The next section was convenient and available. And customers want to be able to reach you or someone in your company. So your service has to be convenient for them. It has to be available. The next one was proactive, and that was that but you have to be proactive in a lot of different segments, whether it's just reaching back out to your customers or in our industry when it comes to doing repairs, equipment that's up on the pad that's not working. Are you being proactive or are you being a pool pro that just waits for the customer to call you? So you want to talk about customer service. That's one of the big segments that you need to focus on. And the last one that falls into those four categories is really competent. And you have to be knowledgeable about what it is that you're talking about. 
So those are the four segments. And then today what we wanted to do is we wanted to give a lot more individual examples of the different categories because those are four generalized. It's hard to do those. But as John and I continue through the podcast, we'll talk about some of those in specific. So John, let's jump in and let's start talking about a couple of these and kind of how the pool pros can take their customer service from good to great. I'm going to start with the first one. And that first one is really show empathy. You really have to care for your customers. You have to care for their pools. You really have to treat that back pool, John, like it's yours. And a lot of times I'll talk to pool pros and you can tell a difference when pool pros are talking to those customers and they verbalize to those the customers, that's not your pool, that's my pool. And so they take on that ownership of that pool. And so you start to see that a little bit different, but you really have to care for your customers. You really have to show empathy when things aren't working, when things aren't going right. You really have to show that care. And that's something that's a lot easier just said, but you have to show that part of your service to your customer and you have to verbalize it. To tag on to that a little bit more, I'm, the reality is, and this is what we talk about all the time, is this isn't just transactional, right? We're dealing with humans, and you have to show empathy, right? And if you don't, you give off a bad vibe. Anybody you're going to do business with, especially when you have a choice. There's some people in our lives that we're forced to deal with, and that's like family, your loved ones, your kids, your wife, right? These are the things that, that you're constantly, okay, even if things aren't going too well or they're acting this way, whatever, you still got to be around them. You still got to talk to them. You still got to love them. You still got to work things through with them. But when it comes to hired contractors or people you have a choice to do business with, you don't have that leeway. There's no forgiveness when it comes to that. And you have to remember the human aspect of the business that we're entailed in, that we're involved in. So empathy is a big one. The next we talk about is attentiveness. It's your ability to listen to customers to truly listen to the concerns and address it. You have to pick up what they're saying and listen to some of the subtle clues. More importantly, I like to always talk about like body language, right? Tells a lot more than verbal communication. We're trained as individuals or as humans to be able to say things sometimes that we don't mean simply because we're afraid of how it is going to make somebody feel. So we're good at bullshitting in ways like that. But body language is a very hard thing to fake. And if you take the time to learn and understand body language and you put effort into listening and seeing these subtle clues, you will be very impressed or you'll find yourself in a position to where you're going to be able to tailor or be able to meet the needs of a lot of customers or know which route you need to go based off the body language that they're giving to you. And like, for example, when you're talking to your client about a previous pool pro or pool service company that was servicing it, we try to listen to why we're here. Our first question is, look, why am I here in the first place? Either your pool guy retired, you didn't show up, you're not happy with their service. Believe it or not, a lot of times you find something, and it's a great question to ask, because one, you understand what their needs are, so you can make a conscious decision if it's something that you're going to be able to provide. 
And you can figure out if you're going to be a good fit for them because if they're expecting you to have a toothbrush every single time you're right. there and toothbrush <laughs> the grout it, because he is upset because he doesn't do that or he brushes too fast or he doesn't get down on his hands and knees with the toothbrush on the grout and hit every individual line and vacuum the pool when it doesn't need to be vacuumed or whatever it may be. Some unrealistic I had a problem. My cleaner stopped moving on Sunday and I called him and he didn't answer the phone and respond to me. Those are the types of telltale signs that you'll be able to get. And you can make a conscious decision if you're going to be able to provide that service to them. And that in turn is being attentive to them. You need to figure out what their needs are. And the only way you're going to do that is by shutting your mouth and listening. And that works with anything in life, whether it's business or whether it's with your family, with your wife, with your kids, with your school teachers, you just listen and ask questions and then be attentive to what their needs are. And you'll be pretty amazed at how far you'll go as far as the trust that you're going to build between client and service provider. Yeah. And here's the other thing, John, and this one was always huge for me and you just hit on something. Anytime that I walked into a backyard, I was trying to try to figure out what it was that they were not happy with with the previous customer. Because if you pay attention to that, if you listen to that part, they're giving you the blueprint for your customer service. Because if you walk in and that customer says, hey, my pool guy would come in and he would never scrub the tile. Forget about once a month, but they would never scrub that tile. And that's important to me. They're telling you, they're specifically telling you what the expectation is of the business. So if you take on that account and you don't brush that tile at least once a month, guess what? They're not going to be happy with you. So you really have to listen to what it is specifically that they're telling you. And that was one of my favorite things because I could walk into the backyard, try to figure out what things they weren't happy with, and then I would be able to figure out if I was able to do those things or not. I did have customers that came out and said, I want my pool brushed every single week. And I'm like, okay, we could brush because we'll brush the pool every week. But then the lady would come and stand next to me because I wasn't brushing enough. So some of those things will become unrealistic. But during those conversations, they're telling you specifically what it is that they want to see in your service. And as long as you can deliver that, you're already a hero, John, because you're already doing better than the previous person. Let me interject here and say, look, I hope people aren't not brushing or brushing tiles once a month or whatever, dude. You should be doing it every week. So let me just say that. So you're going to be a superstar to that customer. <laughs> I'm talking about like I have customers that will literally, they'll send us emails and say, we're looking for a new service provider, da, 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 or I'll talk on the phone with them. And I'm going out there and say, I want you to bring out your Portavac and Portavac my pool every single week. And I look at them like, I go, you might think you want me to, but let me tell you what it's going to cost you for me it to pull you. this bad boy out <laughs> and Portavac your pool every week because that's not what we do. But if you need me to, sure, I can provide that service, but now I need to budget for it, and this is what it's going to cost. Do you really think that I need to port-a-vac your pool every single week, regardless of whatever it may be? It's just amazing that these conversations and having asking these questions, how far you come or how much you learn about what you're getting yourself into and whether or not you guys are going to be a good fit, I think is crucial. And the problem is sometimes you don't really have this epiphany until you're a little later on in your career or you've been doing it for a little bit because the new pool guy or the pool girl that's out there, 
their mentality is, oh my God, I, you walk back there. I want this account. I want this account. You turn into this yes man or yes woman. And yeah, I'm going to do this. Sure, 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 sure. And you don't want to ask as many questions because you don't want to create a situation to where they don't want to hire you. And I think that's probably the worst thing you can do because that's how you get stuck with pools that you hate. And then you start to have regret and nobody wants that. So being attentive is probably one of the most important out of them, I think, personally, because it makes people feel like you care or they know that you care because you're paying attention to what they're saying and what their needs are. And then more importantly, you're able to provide solutions to whatever problems they had in the past. And that, in essence, is why they're hiring you, is to be a problem solver, whatever it may be, whether the pool is unhealthy or whether the equipment's shot and not being taken care of, whether nobody's really servicing it correctly or showing up on time, whatever it may be, there's a problem that they're having and that's why you're out there. Or they're too, they don't want to take care of the pool themselves is usually what it is. So that problem they have, they're looking for a provider that's going to be able to fulfill that need for them. And being attentive and knowing what exactly they're looking for is critical. Yeah, no, absolutely. And obviously being attentive like that when you're talking to those customers, that's really the first point to even deciding whether you want that pool or not and not putting yourself in a situation where you don't want that pool. So it's not just a matter of I'm going to be attentive to what they say and just stand there and listen to what they say, but it's actually to take that a lot deeper and dissect what it is that they're saying. So the other thing, and John, we're going to skip one here because I want to come back to that one, but I want to jump into the next one, and that is really kind of customer centricity. Are you customer focused? And I want to talk about this one a little bit because you really have to put your customers first. And one thing that you need to understand is your business is going to change. And I was just having a conversation with somebody today. They were with a smaller business and they continue to grow, but yet they still want to keep that family owned type business. And so you're going to be able to do that. But what you need to understand is that if you continue to grow and you want to have 600 pools, you need to know that your business is fundamentally going to change. And at that point, some of that personal touch is going to go away because you have a lot of employees and that whole family vibe to it is going to go. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you have to understand that your business is going to change and that you have to personally change with that business as well if you want to continue to leverage and you want to continue to grow. So you really have to be customer focused in your business endeavors. And I'm going to talk specifically about one in my situation. So when I started doing pools, it was pretty much all residential. And people would say, don't get into the commercial, don't do that. Eventually, I started getting some apartment complexes. Then I had a couple of hotels right across the street from Disney, which were very, very high traffic business. But now I was talking about two different types of business. I was talking about the residential, those that don't call you on Friday and Saturday, those that are a lot easier to manage. And now you're getting into the commercial environment where if something doesn't go right or the equipment is not working, there's an expectation that you're going to come out and you're going to service that pool right away. So before you even venture into that, you need to A, ask yourself, am I okay with it? Because there's a lot of pool pros that I talked to and they're like, I don't want to do commercials. I don't want to get called on the weekends. I just want Monday through Friday. That's all I want. If that's what you want, that's okay. But if you're going to make that switch, you now have to start to focus 
on that customer, which is a different market segment of yours, okay? And you need to understand that those phone calls are going to come and that there's a different level of service that you need to give. And then you talk about the third part of it, John, which is vacation rentals, and you're big into vacation rentals. I started with one vacation rental. By the time that I was done in Anaheim, we had about 80 vacation rentals that we were hitting every week, okay? And these were all right across the street from Disneyland. They were all within a four-mile radius, okay? But here was the biggest problem that a lot of the people from the vacation rentals had, is a lot of the pool pros didn't want to go more than once a week to do the pool. They just wanted to service that pool in a once a week capacity. And you and I know that that just doesn't work. When you get 16 people in a pool for two days in a row, three days in a row, that pool is gonna be a cesspool by the third day. The other thing that they didn't wanna do is they didn't wanna be taking calls at different times during the day. So if it was late at night, they just wouldn't answer their phones. So if you are somebody that is going to be customer focused, you need to realize that each one of those market segments is different and you're going to have to give a different level of service into that, right? For the vacation rentals for me, John, it was very easy because I saw that from the beginning that this is not your regular typical service. I have to tailor a different service for these customers, And I have to explain to those customers that their model of business is different than their pool in the backyard. And therefore, I have to come twice a week. So that means that I need to charge more for your service. And then number two is that there's going to be an expectation that if I have 18 pools on a Thursday, residential pools, and something breaks, you're going to have the expectation that I'm going to drop everything that I'm doing to come down and serve your vacation rental because you have people checking in, right? They don't want bad reviews and don't they don't want any of that. So for me, it was very easy. It was... I looked at them as three different pieces of business, but each piece of business was customer-centric into that part of that business. And so what made us very successful at the vacation rental was that we provided that service that a lot of the other pool companies weren't willing to provide. So we did the twice a week. We did obviously charge in our rate that late call that was taken into account. If it was on the weekend, obviously, we had talked about different pricing for that. And we could establish that up front. And the other thing that we did is we looked at it and said, oh, my gosh, how could we serve them even better? And that became very easy. It's like, you know what? Let me separate my guys. I have some of my guys that are going to do residential only. I have some that are going to do residential and maybe some apartment complex. And then I'm going to have some of the guys that only do vacation rental. And the reason I wanted them to only do vacation rental is because vacation rental is a beast of its own and you have to know how to manage it. You have to know how to deal with it when you're getting to the pools and the pools are cloudy. You want somebody that knows the pool and water chemistry wise can correct that pool the quickest possible. And so what that did is it focused our service in the vacation rental for just those people. And guess what happens? Then the word of mouth spread. And it was funny because I would get calls from people going, hey, you service the pools for XYZ and they told me that you're the best at the vacation rentals over here in this area. And then I was able to walk into them and go, you know, I'm coming twice a week. Once a week, it was one of those where it's twice a week or nothing. And I had a guy that had 30 pools and he only wanted to service them once a week. And it was a lot of accounts. But I'm like, I'm not going to get myself into that nightmare of only once a week because I know that I physically can't maintain these pools. But what I did is I focused my business into 
that vacation rental space, I gave them a different level of service. I knew that when they called, I needed to respond to them right away because they panic because they have people coming in versus somebody that's only a residential. And if something breaks, they're like, hey, just call me. Or maybe when you come next week for service, can you take a look at it? So you have to be very customer focused, very customer centered, and you have to adjust your business as it grows into each one of those models. Sorry, I went on a little no, bit of a rant. But I mean, look, it was enlightening for me because I knew you did a lot of vacation rentals and we talked about it. Maybe you said it before in the past, but it really clicked with me when you said you did 80 vacation rentals and now it all makes sense. No wonder you're so young and you have a full head of white hair. <laughs> I get it now. It makes sense. 80 vacation rentals, that's a lot, dude. We take care of, I think we probably have 40 or 50 that we do, but 80, that's crazy, man. That's bonkers. I had one guy that had 27 vacation rentals, just one guy, and I serviced all his pools. And it goes back to the other core segment we were talking about, being attentive, right, and asking the right questions and listening to what their needs are, because there's nothing wrong with asking these questions and being that pool guy you described that says, hey, look, you don't want to be on call. You don't want to be having a phone call at seven o'clock at night or Saturday or Sunday saying my heater's not firing up, the spa's not up, the customers are up or my renters are upset. You don't want to be that person. You don't want to provide that service. That's fine. That's the beauty of being a business owner. You get to make the decisions and do whatever the hell you want to do. But you should be clear of what your expectations are and the services that you're providing. So if you're going back there into an account and you're not asking these types of questions, and all of a sudden, how many of you out there get into an account and you start servicing it and you find out it was a vacation rental that you didn't know was a vacation rental? I know people that have done that before. And then they sit there like, oh my God, I should have charged more. Now, how am I going to have this uncomfortable conversation to increase my rate. I don't want to be put in this predicament. So they end up getting to the point where they can damage their reputation and it makes them not want to service that pool or do their jobs or whatever it may be. So it's just a toxic situation. So being attentive and asking these questions, you get to set clear guidelines and understanding of what's to be expected. But you can't do that unless you ask those questions and you figure out what those customer needs are. That also falls into customer centricity. It's customer centric. You need to figure this out. Customers are what we need. It's all about being customer centric. And all these things go hand in hand with each other. Going on to the next thing is patience. You have to be patient with your customers. If they're calling to complain, you have to listen to them and allow them to be heard. Be patient and understanding, especially when dealing with an upset or angry customer. Don't take their frustrations personally and do your best to defuse the situation. Too many times we fall in, into a situation where regardless of whatever it may be, but usually nine out of 10 times when a customer is making a complaint, it's a little deeper than that initial complaint or whatever it may be. Or a lot of times they say stuff, it's just because they're uneducated and they just don't know or understand the process or what's going on. So when you're talking pools with a customer or you're conversating with them about their backyard, their pools, equipments, usually that stuff is foreign with them. And they really don't understand the inner workings of it and or why you do certain things that you do. And it's easy for us pool professionals to get taken aback or to be upset or to take it personal. Sometimes they just want to be heard. And if you acknowledge that there was a disappointment, then Instead of getting defensive and firing back at them or whatever, listen to what they have and then do your best to diffuse that situation and mend whatever issue there is. Now, 
I'm the first one to say this. You've always heard the term, and this might go against the grain with some people, but frankly, I don't care. This is the way we do it. I think we're in a kind of different situation, especially as a service-based industry. You know, they always say the customer's right. We've always heard that. Right. In the reality, no. And a lot of times the customer's wrong most of the time, but it's how you make them feel, right? And how you extinguish that fire or how you talk to them or treat them is what really matters. If they say something that's wrong, it's our job to educate them and to explain it to them in a professional way, not a demeaning and whatever. So this is a very, very touchy situation, especially with pool guys and pool girls. And it seems like with us, we're busy. We're out there doing our thing. And sometimes, especially like this last week with all these winds that hit us and we're getting our butts kicked. And don't you think my phone has been blowing? It absolutely has. But when I have to pick up, I got to pick up that phone and I got to have that smile on my face. And then I got to be like, yes, yes. You want to say, do you think you're the only customer I have? I have 120 accounts that we have to do in four days, or I got 50 accounts that we're doing today or whatever, and they're all in the same position. Clients don't want to hear that. They don't care. They hired you to service their pool. Your problems aren't their problems, even though we expect them to think that. But the truth is, no, they want to feel like they're the only person in the world. If you can find a way to thread that needle and not overextend yourself and not put yourself in a situation where you're overpromising and underdelivering. you put yourself in a pretty magical place where everything just happens for you. But it's hard. It's hard to do. There's a good way. Like I had a conversation yesterday with a client that just absolutely needed to have things done tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And I told him there's a chance that it's going to rain. It only rains like three times a year out here. And it's going to, supposedly, it's going to rain pretty good. And I go, look, I'm putting an automation, I'm putting a heater, I'm putting a pump in, I'm putting all this sensitive electronics in. I have an easy up, I have a tent. I go, but when it's windy and wind's going, I go, I will not install your automation in the rain. And I know you need to have it done, but I go, so let's come up with a contingent plan so that if it does happen, that we can schedule it whatever day, because he just bought this place and he wants to rent it out. And he's the kind of customer that wants to have it right now and now. But those are the types of things that you just got to talk to them and be patient, basically, with what their needs are. Hey, guys, let's do this. Let's take a quick word from our sponsors. And when we come back, John, because believe it or not, we've been talking for like 50 minutes already. That's how we get into these topics. So let's take a quick word from our sponsors. When we come back, we will jump into the next category. The Hyper Pole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see 
see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile, and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Natural Chemistry, a leader in specialty water care solutions for over 30 years, is proud to provide products that make pool service easier than ever before. Its unique enzyme formulations in Pro Series Pro Blend improve efficiency of your pool program while reducing frequency of filter cleaning and scum lines. Natural Chemistry is also well known for its wide variety of phosphate removal solutions that include a non-clouding formula in phosphory and extremely high range removal with Pro Series Foss Remove or Foss Free Max. Save time, save money, save work with Pro Series products. Stop sacrificing durability or efficiency with the help of Raypack's new Avia HD models that utilize NITEC, their exclusive industry-first technology. NITEC Heat Exchanger Technology is Raypack's latest solution to superior strength and maximum efficiency when it comes to residential pool heating. With 900% more nickel compared to Cooper Nickel in critical surfaces, NITEC creates an ideal surface to protect against scale formation and erosion without compromising on Avia's 84% thermal efficiency. Learn more at raypack.com slash nitech. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar DeJesus, and I'm joined today by our friend, Mr. JJ Flawless, the fastest netter in the West. Zach is out today. He will be back next week. So, John, before we continue, for those of you jumping onto the podcast, I want to give a shout out out here to Clint. Awesome topic, content, clients can feel your energy. And that's another absolute big, huge one. Big, huge shout out to Maria. Good morning. And of course, this one goes, John, without fail. What is it? What are you talking about? What goes without fail from the messaging side that never, since we started hi, hi, the podcast? Yep. <laughs> my boys <laughs> mr mr howard pringle out there let me tell you since we started the podcast and we've got our little insta chatter we have or whatever he has never failed once to just go hi john that's it so big huge shout out to you howard we appreciate you jumping on and listening live with us here 
in the morning. We really appreciate that. So John, we've talked about a couple of things. So what I want to do is we still have a couple more of these that we need to do. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to hit one more. And then what we're going to do is we're going to do a part two to this because we could go two hours. But if we go two hours, I think that's going to be too many and too much of that information. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to hit those and break it down into one more segment right there. What do you think about that? No, no, I think so, because these types of topics are complicated. In order to really go over them, even spending two hours isn't enough time. A lot of the things that we talk about right now takes a lifetime of experience to learn and to understand, or more importantly, to master. So just given like a bird's eye view and briefly going over a couple of these subjects, and that's really what we're doing right now, is doesn't really do it justice. So I think we need to take as much time as possible talking about these, because this is the hypercritical portions of any aspects of any successful business. We talk about elevating, getting yourself from good to great. How do we get to that point? And this is how you do it. It's through the human interaction. It's through your customer service skills. It's how you conduct yourself as a business owner and as a service provider for your community. Yeah. And we can be rambling on for hours and hours and hours and we should because this is really important stuff. So- I do want to share something. So Zach just sent me a message because Zach is creating a full-blown podcast studio and set up in his home. And it's actually coming legit. So I'm going to send it over to you so that you could see it, John. Well, well, Um, look, I want to say one thing. I know that you're listening, Zach, but it's not nice to rub that kind of stuff in while we're on the podcast. That's very uncool. Actually, you know what? I'm not. I'm going to wait till my final thoughts and then I'll say what I was going to say. And uh, there you go. So listen, Zach, I can tell that those are coming for you. And now I'm excited. I got to go on the next break. I'll get some popcorn, John, and I'll wait for the final thoughts. All right. So we've talked about showing empathy. We talked about attentiveness. We talked about patience, customer centricity. John, do you want to go next or do you want me to go next? We could go all day here. Uh, You go. You want me to go? Okay. So the next one that I'm going to talk about that was huge is, and when I talk about my three market segments in business, I treated my business as residential. I treated my business as commercial. I treated my business as vacation rentals. And I treated each one of those different. And there was a different level of service for each one of those based on the business needs. But the next one really fits all of those categories. And that is being proactive. Did you talk about being proactive? I didn't. We touched on it. We touched a little bit on it. Because like we talked about before, every one of these segments go hand in hand with each other and one doesn't work without the other. So we briefly talked about it, but no, we didn't specifically call it out. No. Okay. So let's talk about this one because I think this is a big one, John. And this is one that gives you a lot of points with your customers very quick when it comes to customer service. And that is being proactive and think a pool service company has a huge ability to satisfy a lot of the customer's needs by being proactive. Because one of the biggest things that I always used to hear from customers was my pump seals were leaking or my heater's not working now or my automation's not working or, and it's been like that and I've asked them a couple of times or this broke, but he never said anything until I figured it out and then I had to go call and ask. And now I've been calling him for three weeks and they're not getting it done. But really being proactive and not just from the service side, but this is one that stands out really easy from the service side. And that is, you've got a pad, you've got a pool that you have to maintain. You've got a pool that you got to make sure that is running on top notch all the time. 
But how many times, John, do you not go to talk to a customer and their complaint is that the pool guy wasn't proactive and took care of things that needed to be done? And so if you want to level up your customer service, this is the low-hanging fruit. If you have a problem with that pool, you call that customer and you say whatever it is, right? Whether the pump seals are leaking, whatever. But if you are proactive and you catch that before the customer catches that, the customer is automatically going to think, oh, man, these guys are on it. I don't have to worry about my pool. And one of the things that we don't do is we service pools all day. So we think, oh, it's not that big of a deal. But they don't service 100, 200, 300 pools. They just have one at home. And when that one's not working, they freak out. So being proactive is going to be one of those that's going to give you that low-hanging fruit. And if you constantly do that and address the issues before they come up, they're going to have such a level of respect. And from the customer service standpoint, they're going to be very happy. It's such a little thing, but it's huge, John. No, it is. And look, I can talk about this probably for four hours and the importance (laughs) of being proactive. And simply put, it really turns the tables Right. And puts the ball in the customer's court because too many times, and you asked me the question, how many times you go back there and their number one chief complaint is that I had this was wrong or my pump's been leaking or the air relief or whatever, my spa's been draining or my pump has been making this noise or whatever their grief is. It's twofold. So let's back up a little bit. We always ask because I'm a sponge. I want to know everything and anything and what the issue. So our customer interaction, our initial one that we have, we do our first, like our screening on the phone. And if we pass that screening or that pre-qualification of whether or not we might be a good fit. And I'm flat out honest with them. And I say, hey, look, I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm going to tell you a little bit about us. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what to expect and how we're a little bit different from what you might be used to or what you're experienced with. And then once we can agree on those terms, and if you want to set up an in-person meeting, then that is the next step. It's kind of like hiring a new employee. Those are the types of steps you do. We do that with our customers, and they need to be present as well when we do those in-home or when we're looking in their backyards to give them a quote for service. For repairs and stuff like that or one-offs, that's a different story. We go back. We don't need, I don't have to have the customer there for that. But if we're going to assume service, I need the customer and the client there so that we can have a conversation and I can ask these questions and I can see what their problems are and then we can come to an agreement. One is usually my pool guy, I can never get a hold of him. He doesn't answer the call or he's not here when he's supposed to be. That's usually the number one complaint. And then the second complaint that we get is not happy with the service. And that can be in many ways, not just how the pool looks clean. A lot of times we hear, oh, it looks good and he cleans it, but he doesn't or she doesn't know anything else about the pool. And I found out that I have a leak and I've had to replace my pump or I've had to do this or that. My spa was draining down, so it caused my pump to break. So I had to replace it. And I'm like, it's not really the reason why your pump broke. In their mind, those things start to snowball, right? And they lose trust in you because they don't think you know how to do your job. So a lot of times it's because either the pool guy is uneducated and they don't know how to see that problem and understand it's a problem, and more importantly, know how to alleviate that problem or fix it. Or two, they're just too busy, and they're just doing too many accounts, 
and they're running around like a chicken with their head cut off. But what we like to do is when it comes down to being proactive is just lay it all out on the table. And I think there's a misconception from people and it's natural that you feel like if you start pointing out all these deficiencies or these issues that need to be addressed, that they're going to look and view you as a money grabbing company. And oh my God, this person. Now, don't get me wrong. There's going to be some clients that are going to think that because they just don't give a shit about their pool, right? And they're thinking, oh, no, it's been fine for whatever. There's been no issue. The good majority of them are really going to appreciate that because they're hiring you as a pool service provider, as a technician, so that you can handle these needs so that they don't have to go out there and point these things out to you. So by being proactive and explaining to them what needs to be done, you know, goes a very long way. And then it also saves your reputation with them because the minute something goes bad and they have to point it out to you and it's been there and you've seen it and you neglected to say something about it because you're too busy, you don't know how to fix it or because you're afraid to tell them about it because you're afraid they're going to not want to spend the money or you think that they think that they're going to think that it's your fault that something went wrong with their pool. That's like the biggest thing that I get from guys out there is like, I don't want to bring this up because we just had to replace their pump last month and now their heater's down or now this valve needs to be replaced or now this temps or whatever it is. And we don't want to say anything because, oh, I don't want the customer to get upset. But the reality is, dude, that's your job. We have a responsibility to point these things out and to let them know and let them make a conscious decision on whether or not they want to choose to do it and then give them the consequences of them choosing not to fix it or repair it. Like simple things like a leak. Hey, Mr. Customer, you have a leak. And I know you have a leak because we test for certain metrics every single month and these readings don't change. These readings are pretty much stable. And the only way we lose that, these readings change or decrease is due to splash out, which I know you're not doing cannonballs and you're having parties, you don't use your pool, or a leak. And because of this, I'm having to add more chems or I'm having to add do this or do that. So in turn, it's costing me more money to service your pool. So if you choose to neglect this and not fix it, that's your choice. But because you're doing this, you're going to have to compensate me for the extra chems and stuff that we need to use. Or if you don't fix that cavitation or that suction side issue that you have, because you got four nineties or five nineties back to back, looks like Mario and Luigi plumbed the pump and you got street 90 after street 90 after street 90 after street 90 going into it. And you got that pump is cavitating like crazy. And I go, look, you're going to burn out your pump. You're going to eat through impellers. You know what I mean? You're going to destroy your pump. So we either replumb this and fix it now, or you're going to be buying a new pump. And we're going to buy a new pump. And when we buy a new pump, you're paying me to replumb that area also. It's going to happen to your new pump as well. You need to be upfront and honest with them. And you'll be amazed at how appreciative they are. I've had customers stop me and tell me, thank you so much for letting me know that I needed to spend $5,000 fixing my equipment. I feel like I'm being taken care of because it's not just saying, oh, your pump is bad. We need to fix it. Oh, or this is that. It's taking the time to explain to them why it's an issue and how it affects it. And then by changing it or fixing it, how it's going to benefit them in the long run. It's going and having that conversation with them and explaining, taking the time to do that is where it actually makes a difference. Agree. 150%. Is that possible? 
maybe 100% max out. It's not. And you know what? To be honest, I get irritated when people say that they give 110% or 150% (laughs) because I'm like, right off the bat, you're bullshitting me because I look at them and I'm like, hmm. I'm like, look, bro, it's either all or nothing. And 100% is 100%. So you're either giving me 100% and you're not. 150%, now you're just trying to blow smoke up my, you know what? Absolutely. Hey, John, let's do this. Let's take our final words. And when we come back, I want to get your final thought. The Hyper Poll from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care poll designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Natural Chemistry, a leader in specialty water care solutions for over 30 years, is proud to provide products that make pool service easier than ever before. Its unique enzyme formulations in Pro Series Pro Blend improve efficiency of your pool program while reducing frequency of filter cleaning and scum lines. Natural Chemistry is also well known for its wide variety of phosphate removal solutions that include a non-clouding formula in phosphory and extremely high range removal with Pro Series Foss Remove or Foss Free Max. Save time, save money, save work with Pro Series products. 
Stop sacrificing durability or efficiency with the help of Raypack's new Avia HD models that utilize NITEC, their exclusive industry-first technology. NITEC Heat Exchanger Technology is Raypack's latest solution to superior strength and maximum efficiency when it comes to residential pool heating. With 900% more nickel compared to Cooper Nickel in critical surfaces, NITEC creates an ideal surface to protect against scale formation and erosion without compromising on Avia's 84% thermal efficiency. Learn more at raypack.com slash nitech. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar DeJesus, and I'm joined today by our friend, Mr. JJ Flawless, the fastest netter in the West. Zach is out today. He will be back next week. Anyways, I'm sitting over here laughing on this chat because Brian Croissant said, hey, missed a few minutes of the podcast, had to go into Bucky's. Bathroom break cost me $46 in stuff I needed some of you will understand. And so for those of you that have never been to a Bucky's, and I know it sounds funny because you have to see it in person, John, where it's like, it's a gas station, but it's a gas station that's on steroids on top of steroids. Did you ask me, I have to see it in person? Dude, I'm a Texan now, dude. No, I said that people have to see it in person. Oh, okay. Because it's one of those that you can explain, right? You could go, oh, it's this big, huge gas station. But until you walk in, you don't go, Oh, it's think of gas station on steroids and then give it two more shots of steroids after that. And that's how big this place is. They normally have like a hundred pumps. So it's crazy. But then Zach jumps on and goes, Hey, did you get that hanging wall decoration that says home is where the heart is? Everyone needs one of those. And so if you have been to Bucky's, you know what Zach is talking about. So Anyways, yes, Brian is saying it's a Walmart that meets a gas station, and I think that's probably one of the best ways to describe it. First response, Michael, big huge shout out to you out there, brother. You keep safe out there. I've seen the pictures that you've posted with all the rain and all the winds out there, all your pools trash, so keep hustling out there, brother. John, let me get your final thoughts. Remember how we talked about, I don't know, I think a few podcasts ago, I was talking about selective hearing, how we grow accustomed to certain things and we develop these talents. I want you to notice that we went this whole podcast with the fire alarm thing, go smoke detector going off and you not hearing it and saying anything about it because now you are deaf to it. I heard it. I just figured, let me just not keep bringing it up because at some point John's going to be mad that I keep bringing it up. No, but I want (laughs) to. But right as you started that conversation, it went beep. I want to apologize to everybody and hopefully our editor is not going to kill me on this, but I've had a lot of background noise today and it's been like complete pandemonium. And in here's a true life example of what we're talking about, not focusing on these four core segments of customer service and customer relations. We hired a new gardener or landscaping service and we had him come out yesterday and today he started work. He was supposed to be here at nine, but he showed up at 8.15 during our podcast. So we got a little crazy and he's out doing his thing or whatever. But I had to unfortunately let go of our landscaping service that we had. And my children, (laughs) they suck, right? So I had to fire them. So I fired my kids because I gave them a chance as they're getting older and they want to make money and do things. And and they said they can do it. And I went out and spent like a thousand bucks on mower and trimmers and all this kind of crap for them to have. And They've done an absolute horrible job at it. I'm not happy with it. So I fired him yesterday and we hired a new service. Did the new people start today? 
They did. They're starting. That's why they're making all this noise. And you're going to hear this background noise. <laughs> Doorbells ringing, dogs barking. It's crazy. So did you let them know that Friday service is not... Friday service uh, not is acceptable. not acceptable. And then even though I liked that they came early, but they said they were going to be here at nine. If they were going to come early, I would have expected a, hey, John, do you mind if we come a little bit early to get started on the day? Uh-huh. But no, they showed up at eight, eight, ten. Wow. They got you early. They got me early. They got you early. No worries. Was that your final thoughts? That's it, man. That's it? That's all you got? Your tank is empty? No, my tank's not empty. Look, I just want to <laughs> rant and rave for another. This is important, and I'm looking forward to talking about it more, and I think we need to dive deeper into every one of these segments because it's important. Like I said before, this is what differentiates you from the competition. This is how you become great at what you do, and it's that human interaction and understanding people and knowing how to communicate with them and finding out what their needs are and offering solutions to those problems and needs that they have and doing them effectively and professionally and doing them in a way it's profitable and makes your company successful. So I'm hoping that those that are listening and people that download this podcast on Monday, listen to some of these things and reflect on some situations that they've had maybe before in the past. And if they have any questions, get online, do as you do, hit that submit button and ask some questions. And I'd be more than happy to dive deeper into any one of these subjects to help anyone that maybe has come across something that they just didn't know how to handle. Because we talk about being a strength-based, when you have a company in the pool industry and you're a business owner, you need to have a strength-based organization where you focus on your strengths and you do those and you acknowledge your weaknesses, but you don't put people to work or do things that they're not good at and then say, you just need to get better at it. And eventually it wears down on your employees or the people that are doing the job and they start to resent and they hate it and they don't want to do it. To be a successful organization, you find out what people are great at and then you put them in those roles and then you will watch them excel and be happy and morale skyrockets and it's great for business. But as a business owner, we don't have that, especially if you're a one polar, we don't have that luxury to where we can only focus on our strengths only. And because you have to wear many different hats and you have to spin many different plates Right. And you have to be sufficient, at least at minimum, in almost everything in order to be really successful. And hopefully when you get to a point in your career or in your business to where now you can start hiring people that will fill those deficiencies that you might have as an individual. And the reason why I'm saying this is because it seems like in the pool industry that the one thing that pool guys don't like to do is customer service. We get this image that pool pool guys are cranky and or they don't have that customer service ability. So it's tough, but you can turn your head or put your head in the sand and pretend like it's not important, but and then turn around at the end of the month when you're paying bills and figuring out why you're working so damn hard and it's not working out for you or things just aren't going right and you're just not happy and you're miserable or you can do something about it. And I promise you, these things that we're talking about are so important that you have to at least understand them and work to get better at them and in turn will make a very happy person. Perfect. A lot of these guys and girls out there, as we talk about it all the time, are really the low-hanging fruit that just if you put into play, you see those pay dividends. And the goal at the end of the day is to provide that great customer service that's going to allow you to charge more money. It's not just about just doing it just to do it, but 
if you do those, you put those into play, it brings up your level of service, it'll bring up your confidence, and then you'll see how much that helps you to be able to charge those higher rates because you're delivering on a tangible that other people aren't delivering on. So it's not always just about the physical aspect of the job that allows you to charge more money, but it's also the other areas of the customer service and the support that allow you to charge a premium because it's part of a premium service. So anyways, John, I want to thank you. I know that you're super busy and you got about 50 things going on. And everybody listening, catch us Wednesday on an Instagram Live. We are going to be talking to Heritage. We're going to have Heritage on the podcast next Friday. You're going to want to listen to that. So everybody that's been on the chat, big, huge shout out to you out there. Everybody, have a great weekend. We'll catch you guys on Wednesday. Have a good one, John. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com.